0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Just a Theory. If you were waiting on me to post, I do apologize. I had finals this week, so I was dealing with that. Didn't really have time to do research and type up notes and record, so here we are now. Um, This episode is going to be a little bit of a history lesson and actually, big history, little bit of science, because I'm not that good at science, but I love me some history, so. We're going to get into that. Um, and I will also say, I do, well, I'll go ahead and apologize to you because there's a lot of dates in this episode, but you're not going to have a test at the end, so what does it really matter? This was a fun one for me because I do like history so much. Um, we're going to be talking about one of the biggest conspiracy theories which revolves around the space race. Did the United States really land on the moon I don't know. Let's get into it. Um, well, actually, before we get into it, I want to give you like a little background of what's going on in the world at the time of this space race. Um, so let's just start May seventh, nineteen forty-five. Nazi Germany surrendered in World War II and Hitler committed suicide on April thirtieth, nineteen forty-five. Just a theory. He did not commit suicide. I'm sorry. You will never convince me of that. That That's a whole other conversation. Honestly, I probably could do an entire podcast on that. I used to watch the show Hunting Hitler that came on the History Channel, and I don't know if it still comes on there anymore. I don't know whatever came of it. But for a while, I was, like, super obsessed with that show. And anyways, I don't believe Hitler killed himself. There's just no way. I'm not going for that, so... Wherever he's at, if he's still alive, probably not still alive. But he he really did his thing with the disappearance and stuff. Anyways, back on track. July 25th, 1947, the British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, Soviet Premier Joseph Stalin, and the U.S. President Harry Truman all met in Potsdam, Germany. I don't know if I said that right. Sorry if I didn't. They all met to discuss the fate of Germany after their surrender. Um, September 2nd, 1945, World War II officially ends after 2,194 days of global war. Um, And that came after Japan finally surrendered. And then November 20th, 1945, the Nuremberg trials begin, and if you don't know what those are, which I hope that you do, um it was when twenty two of the surviving like Nazi elites, specifically like scientists and doctors and stuff, uh, went on trial for all of the crimes they committed during the Holocaust. Now, it is super important to understand that. In the 1930s and the 1940s, Germany had actually began working on like long-distance rockets as weapons, missiles, basically. And on September 4th of 1944, Germany launched their V-2 rocket. And it killed three people and injured 22 in southern London. Um, big thing, Germany was actually named the Technological Leader in Ballistic Missiles. So basically, they were leading everybody in rockets and all that, and they were the ones, like, pushing. Basically, they they were coined with the launch of the Space Age, pretty much. Uh, just Which there wasn't so much about going to space. It was pretty much just using missiles for war. But still, the technology and the advances that they had, In that sense, basically translated into um, help for the space race. And whenever they surrendered, of course, all of their assets were conquered by the United States and the Soviet Union. Um, And when World War II was over, the United States and the Soviet Union, the USSR, did emerge as like the two world powers. But I'm sure we all know that. So about... A year and a half after the end of World War II, it was March 12th, 1947, that was the day that the Cold War between the United States and the Soviet Union began. Um, so just a couple little facts about the Cold War. If you don't know, I like to always give background. I'm sure most people know this is history. We all know this. Um But the Cold War was a war between the United States and the Soviet Union, um, USSR. I will go back and forth in this podcast of saying the USSR and the Soviet Union. So those are the same things if you don't know. Don't get confused. Um, But anyways, it was a war between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. And basically the Soviets, they wanted communism worldwide. They wanted everybody to be communist, And obviously the United States was like, hell no, nope. Nope, We're not doing that. Capitalism all the way. Still that way today. Obviously we can see um, McCarthyism. They were like absolutely not when communism rumors started to come around. Anyways, that's another history lesson. But um, also, I'm sure you all know this, but I do want to reiterate this. There was no physical battle during the Cold War. It was basically just a technological war between the two countries now whenever i went through and did my research and was taking my notes down or whatever i was definitely like i had planned to just be like this is everything the united states did in the space race and then this is everything the soviet union did in the space race but i think um in order for us to get the concept of the space race it's important that I just do everything in chronological order instead of doing one side and then do the other side so let's get into the space race here comes all the dates so I do apologize and also if this sounds like very narrated type I'm sorry I cannot remember all of these dates I am not good with dates so I do have them all written down Um, and I'm pretty much just gonna highlight the major points in the space race, I'm not going to explain every single mission and every single outcome of the mission. So, let's get started. On July 29th, 1955, President Dwight D. Eisenhower announced the U.S. goal of launching a satellite. And then, four days later, the USSR announces their intent To launch a satellite. And on October 4th, 1957, the USSR launched Sputnik 1 and it was the first Earth orbiting satellite in history. Then again on November 3rd, 1957. The Soviet Union launched Sputnik 2, and it was the first success at sending a living organism into orbit. It was actually a dog. I don't remember the dog's name, and I did not write the dog's name down. So, kudos to that dog, whatever your name is. On January 9th, 1958, President Eisenhower addressed Congress in the annual message to the Congress on the State of the Union. And he asked for a civilian agency, and he specifically said not military. He did not want military doing this, but he wanted a civilian agency to direct all space activities. And then on April 2nd, 1958, Eisenhower sent the draft legislation to Congress that established NASA. And then on July 29th, 1958, Eisenhower signed the National Aeronautics and Space Act of 1958 that officially established NASA. And then on October 1st, 1958, NASA officially opened for business and it absorbed the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, which was actually founded in March 3rd of 1915. So we already had NACA. Um, Around for a while, and NASA basically just absorbed it and it disappeared. Now, we're NASA. Um, December 18th, 1958, the world witnessed the first pre recorded broadcast from space. Um, President Eisenhower wished the world a very Merry Christmas from the US SCORE satellite. And then on August second, nineteen 1959, the U.S. launched the Explorer 6, and it was the first weather satellite and also took the first pictures of Earth from space. And then on September 9th, 1959, the USSR launched the Luna 2, which was the first spacecraft to reach the moon's surface. So these are all major points, and so far right now, the Soviets are definitely ahead of the United States, as you can tell. They got the first um, satellite in space, and they're also the first to reach the moon's surface. And then um, again, on October 4th, that same year, 1959, the Soviets launched the Luna 3, which orbited the moon and took the first photographs on the far side of the moon. And on August 16th, 1960, the USSR launched Sputnik V, in which the first animals and plants went into space and returned safely to Earth. So they're really killing it. The Soviets are killing it, and the U.S. is being real quiet. On April 4th, 1961, the Soviets again launched Vostok One, and they put the first man into space, so... The Soviets beat us on that. They put the first man in space. He orbited Earth one time, and he actually spent a total of one hour and 48 minutes in space. Then on May 5th of 1961, the United States launched Freedom 7, and they put the first American into space. So we didn't get the first man into space, but we weren't that far behind the Soviets of putting a man in space. So then on May 25th of 1961, President John F Kennedy officially asked Congress to commit to the goal of landing a man on the moon by the end of the decade. This was literally a huge task to undertake especially in the 60s. He asked for an additional 7 to 9 billion dollars over the next 5 years, and by the way that's like 70 to 90 billion dollars today but the money was approved as we all know um, February 20th 1962 the United States launched the Friendship 7 and put the first American into orbit um, June 16th 1663 I'm sorry 1963 1663 wow um, anyways the USSR launched Vostok 6, which put the first woman and civilian into space. You go, girl. Power to you. I'm going to say her name, even though I haven't said anyone else's name. Valentina Tereshkova. I do not know how to say that. So I'm so sorry if I butchered that. But she spent three days in space, and she orbited Earth 48 times. Then on September 20th, 1963, JFK proposed that the United States and the Soviet Union actually work together um, in order to get to the moon instead of like battling each other, even though we're totally in the middle of a Cold War. He was like, let's work together on this because we can do it better together. And the Soviet premier denied him. He was like, nope, not interested. Fun fact, though, actually in 1997, the premier's son came out and said, this is bad of me. This is a horrible research because I didn't even see, I didn't get the premier's name. I don't know if it's still Joseph Stalin. I should be ashamed of myself. But whoever the premier was, his son came out in 1997 and said that, uh, the premier was actually on the verge of accepting JFK's proposal, and he was really considering it. But when JFK was assassinated, he like completely changed his mind because he did not trust Lyndon Johnson at all. That was pretty interesting to me. I never knew that. Um, anyways, March eighteenth, nineteen sixty-five, the USSR launched Voskhod two. Don't know how to say these words. Um, and it produced the first spacewalk. So the astronaut got out of the spaceship and walked in space. And he did that for 12 minutes. So this was major in the space race. And then on June 6, 1965, the United States launched the Gemini 4, uh, where the first American spacewalk happened. So pretty much at this point, you can see the pattern. The Soviets were whooping our ass in the space race, for real. And basically, every time... Now, I'll, I will say it's not like the United States was like super, super far behind because pretty much it seemed like every time the Soviets did something, like maybe a few months later at the most, the United States did it, which kind of to me looks like, okay, they're letting the Soviets test all this out. And then they're saying, okay, it's safe to do it. And then they do it. I don't know. Lots of theories can come of this. Also... I did not know this, and it's not really probably that cool to anybody, but in the USSR, they were not called astronauts. They were called cosmonauts. And there was actually this big thing in the United States. And I think that... I want to say actually Congress voted on this. I don't know. Do not quote me on that, please. But basically, they were in an argument of whether... um, American astronauts should be called astronauts or cosmonauts because astronauts was just too much like just about stars and stuff and basically one man like fought super super hard for it and he was like noted the fact that he fought so hard for American astronauts to be cosmonauts but obviously in the end they decided nope we're doing astronauts so boom astronauts we are Um, now I'm going to backtrack a little bit, uh, because obviously this episode is about did the United States land on the moon or not? So I'm not, the USR, USSR's accomplishments here at the beginning, like just to show you how they were ahead of us is important for the fact of, did we really land on the moon? But I don't have to keep Going on about the USSR. I think that's enough information for you to understand the gist of things. So now I'm going to focus on the United States specifically. Um, And if you don't know, which I did not know this, there were actually three different NASA programs. The first was Project Mercury, and it lasted from 1958 to 1963. It was the first. Man in Space Program, and this project had three objectives, and they were to orbit a manned spacecraft around Earth, to investigate man's ability to function in space, and also to recover both man and spacecraft safely. Um, In this project, there was a total of 20 missions. 14 of those missions were with animals, and six were crewed flights. Now, the second project was Project Gemini, which ran from 1965 to 1966. And this project had four um, objectives, and they were to test an astronaut's ability to fly long-duration missions, to understand how spacecraft could rendezvous and dock in orbit around the Earth and the Moon, and to perfectly re-enter and land, and then also to further understand the effects of longer space flights on the astronauts. Um, In this project, there was a total of 19 missions. Only two of the missions were uncrewed. Um, Seven of them were target vehicles, and the other ten were all crewed missions. Now, the third program and the program were all familiar with was the Apollo program and it was actually in practice from 1961 to 1974 so this whole time of the space race pretty much the Apollo program was in effect even throughout these other two programs which I think the reason that they had it like that is because which I'll get into like the different Apollo missions not all of them but I think the important ones to understand but Um, After Apollo 1, which I'll talk about in a minute, Apollo 2 and Apollo 3 were like previous missions that already happened in the past. And I think that that's why the dates start actually at 1961. So the goals of the Apollo program, there was only one, which was to perform a crewed lunar landing and return to Earth. Now, the Apollo program had 17 missions, and five of those missions were uncrewed, and 12 of them were crewed. So, let's talk about some of the key missions of the Apollo program. We have Apollo 1. Um, it never actually flew, which this was a big ordeal. I'm sure everyone knows about this. It never flew because during a launch rehearsal test, the um, cabin caught on fire and the crew couldn't get the door open to get out so basically it burned on the launch pad before they even launched and this test was on january 27th 1967 and the launch was planned for february 21st so less than a month before they were actually planned to go to space um so in memory of the crew i did get their names we have gus grissom who was the command pilot Edward White II, which was the senior pilot, and Roger B. chaffee Don't know how to say that. I do apologize. He was the pilot. Um, So rest in peace to them. And then next on the important list, I think, um, is Apollo 7, and it was the first mission that actually got to space. It was an 11-day flight, and it also broadcast the first tv program from an american spacecraft. And fun fact about this, the entire crew that went on this flight, um they all like contracted severe head colds. Like they all noted that they got super bad head colds during the flight. Um next we have Apollo 8 and it was the first crewed spacecraft to leave low earth orbit. And it was also the first human spaceflight to reach the moon. They orbited it 10 times. They orbited the moon 10 times before they returned to Earth. Next we have Apollo 9, and it had the first lunar module into orbit. Um the command module stayed in Earth's orbit while the lunar module it Separated from it and it flew six hours around the moon. Um, spacesuit well, it didn't go around the moon. I'm sorry, it just flew. They basically were just practicing the t- detachment of the lunar module from the command module and seeing how it would do. And the lunar module coming back. Um, spacesuits were also tested in this flight. Um, the astronaut stepped out onto the lunar module's porch, if you want to call it that. Um, While they were in space just to see the effect it would have on him. Then we have Apollo 10. And it was actually the full dress rehearsal for the moon landing. And it tested every aspect of the mission. And it also gave us the first color transmission from space. This lunar module from Apollo 10 flew for eight hours. This actually did fly around the moon, um, and it went within 10 miles of the moon's surface. Which brings us to our next one, Apollo 11, and this is the one we all know. This is the big one. Everyone knows Apollo 11. On July sixteenth, nineteen 1969, Apollo 11 was launched from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida at 9.32 a.m., Three days later, the lunar module landed on the moon, and six hours after the lunar module landed on the moon, Neil Armstrong stepped out and became the first human to walk on the moon. Fun fact, they estimated, not estimated, it's proven, I guess, I don't know how to word that, one-fifth of Earth. And that was approximately like 750 million people were witnessing this on live television in 1969. And then um, 20 minutes after Neil stepped out and took the first step, his crewmate Buzz Aldrin stepped out onto the moon as well. So Buzz and Neil spent a total of two hours and 20 minutes on the outside of the spacecraft on the moon's surface. They collected soil and rock samples, which they brought back, and they planted. They planted an American flag, and they left a plaque on the moon with the American flag, and the plaque read, "We came in peace for all mankind." And of course, we all know the famous quote, "That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind," when Neil Armstrong stepped out onto the moon. So theatrical. Um, so, Neil and Buzz spent the night on the moon. Obviously, they spent the night in the spacecraft. Just FYI, they didn't pop up no tent or nothing. Anyways, they spent the night on the moon, and then they took the lunar module back to the command module the next morning, and Apollo 11 landed back on Earth in the Pacific Ocean on July 4th, 24th, 1969. So... I don't know if you know this. I feel like a lot of people don't know this. I I knew this a little, but like I knew parts of this. I didn't realize how many people actually walked on the moon. So if you don't know, between 1969 and 1972, if you're not good with math, that's three years, the United States went to the moon six times and 12 times different americans walked on the moon in three years but i feel like most people only know about neil armstrong and maybe buzz a lot of people just forget about buzz and i feel bad for him because neil armstrong was the first one to step and it's like they just said so what with buzz like people be like who's buzz you should know buzz also you should know buzz because (laughs) i don't know like i don't know how many people know this too but a few years ago I want to say it was like when he was like in his 80s or something but someone made a comment to Buzz like a conspiracy theorist was saying to Buzz that they didn't land on the moon or whatever and Buzz actually punched him in the face so that's pretty funny anyways Um, so out of the 12 Americans that walked on the moon, I found this really interesting. But I guess it makes sense. But still, it's kind of interesting because you'll see. Fun fact, seven of the 12 were from the Navy. Three were from the Air Force and only two were actual NASA astronauts. I just thought, I really thought that was so interesting because I feel like, like you would think that there would be more astronauts like more specific astronauts but maybe i just maybe that's not what you should think i don't know that's what i think that's what i thought i thought was weird but i don't know um another fun fact since 1972 there have not been any more lunar missions From the U.S. or any other country. No one else has went to the moon since 1972. The United States is the only country that has landed astronauts on the moon. I find that super weird. But, you know, they also said, though, um, that the United States is planning to go back to the moon in 2024, I think is when it was. And China, China is really trying to go to the moon right now because they found... um, like, they found an element of helium in some of the moon rocks. So, yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. It'll be really interesting to see what's going to happen of that. Um. So, yes. No lunar mission since 1972. And the United States was actually planning to go back. They had more missions lined up to go back to the moon. Um. But then in 1972, they were canceled. And coincidentally, also in 1972, the Soviet Union announced that they had the ability now to track deep space activity or deep space travel. So basically, they were like, yeah, we can see if you're actually going to the moon or not, for real. Which I will say, the Soviet Union, no one ever questioned if the United States, as far as other countries, like the the Soviet Union didn't question the United States or be like, Y'all didn't actually land on the moon. They they went with it. They congratulated us. Blah blah blah. So it wasn't like they were doing it like we can actually see if y'all can go to the moon. But in retrospect, the Soviets were able to track deep space travel. And then the United States cancelled their future plans to travel super suspicious but of course the united states were like it's just too expensive to send a man to the moon and they already did it before so what's the point in going back true i guess it was pretty freaking expensive the entire space race from beginning to end cost the united states 24 billion dollars for all of the programs within the space race and that is actually about 227 billion dollars dollars today in 2022 now let's talk about the conspiracy theories behind the moon landing or not the not moon landing should i say um i do want to say if you know about these conspiracy theories i think a lot of people know about these conspiracy theories this was a pretty popular one Um, And a lot of people have questions. And actually, there is still polls where like, I think the last poll they did, 6% of Americans don't believe that we landed on the moon. But what's crazy is other countries, uh, they did polls in other countries to see if they believe the United States landed on the moon. And their percentages that don't believe it were much larger, like 25 to 30% of the population. But Also, if you know how statistical analysis works and how they basically come up with polls from um, like an entire population, then, you know, it's not really always super accurate. I guess it is pretty accurate in a way, but obviously it's not like they went around to every single citizen of the United States and said, hey, do you think that the United States landed on the moon in 1969? Because it's impossible to do. But anyways, that is statistical analysis, which I'm not going to get into. But, um, so most of these conspiracy theories, they have like um, debunks to them pretty much. NASA has come out on all of these. Not all of them, but most of them and been like, okay, well, this is why it was like this. Or whatever. So let's talk about the photos first, because a lot of the conspiracy theories are... Not conspiracy theories, but a lot of the conspiracy theory backups that we did not go to the moon come from the photo discrepancies. So, first off, the main thing is if you look at the photos on the moon, there are no stars in the sky on any of the photos, just a black background. And so, NASA basically came out and said it's because the moon's surface is so bright and so reflective that it basically like dilutes all of the stars in the sky and you can't see it. And there's the argument that there's no atmosphere um, in space, so there's no reason that the stars shouldn't shine through or whatever. And also, there were places that I read where, like, NASA said that uh, because of the camera taking the photos, like, It just basically, basically to dumb it down, this is how I understood it. Because some of this stuff was way over my, way over my head. I didn't understand some of it. Um, But basically, like if you took a picture uh, of your iPhone, like with your iPhone of the night sky, You're not going to see it like the way that you do with your eyes, of course. But just imagine it like every time a star twinkles, somehow the camera just so happens to catch the star when it's black instead of when it's lit up. Basically, that's what it seemed like to me. I'm not a scientist. Um, Second thing about the photos, what was the crosshairs in the photo. So in a lot of the photos... Um, The crosshairs, they appear to be behind certain objects and some of them also like appear to be like deformed or out of place. They can be either out of line or like crooked, like they have obviously been photoshopped, which NASA did admit to photoshopping, not just the moon landings, but mo- even more of their photos just basically pretty much to make them more aesthetically pleasing uh, to the viewer but the thing about the crosshairs being behind objects, which is completely impossible unless you crop something into the photo. NASA said that uh, when objects are like too bright in the photo, sometimes it dims out and makes the crosshair look as if it's non-existent, supposedly. I'm not sure about that. I don't know the science behind that. Um, <clears throat> the third thing with the photos, and this was a huge thing was that in some of the photos, there was a rock, and it clearly had the letter C on the rock, and people were like, conspiracists were saying, uh yeah, that's a prop rock, because one of the main conspiracies is that these photos were taken in a studio or out in the desert. One interesting thing that I saw is that some people think that Area 51 has something to do with this. And like basically they used Area 51 to go imitate the moon landing photos or whatever. Like imitate the moon surface in Area 51 and that's why it's so closed off. That was pretty interesting to me. I never heard of that. But anyways... One of the rocks had a letter C on it and conspiracists were like, Yeah, obviously that's a prop rock. Why would the why would a moon rock have the letter C on it so clearly and blatantly? It didn't cause it was a prop rock because these photos were taken in a studio. Now, another huge thing about the photos, um everyone I know everyone has heard of this was that the American flag was waving. Um and the moon has no atmosphere, so there's not going to be any wind on the moon. So how can the American flag be waving on the moon? And NASA came out and said that the reason that it looks like it's waving is because, which you can see in the photos, they have they put like a telescope um, stick bar, whatever you want to call it, through the top of the flag. So obviously it would stick out straight and hang down. Um, but since there was like no gravity, not the same gravity on the moon as there is in Earth, on earth that the wrinkles in the flag were just stuck there and the gravity obviously wasn't going to pull the flag down so that it would hang down straight. So it makes it appear like it's fluttering in the wind, I guess debunked. I looked at the photos. You can count us. You can, I can see it. Honestly, honestly, I can understand it, but it was suspicious. Um, another thing was that the shadows were inconsistent in the photos and, some people even argued that there shouldn't be any shadows at all this is kind of the part that was over my head the no shadows at all part the whole anything to do the science part that was a little bit over my head like i don't understand all the atmosphere the atmospheric pressure which there's no atmosphere but you get what i'm trying to say like that concept i just It's hard for me to wrap my brain around certain things. Yes, I've taken multiple science classes, so some of it made sense, but some of it was just way too much for me. But I will say I even noticed myself some of the inconsistencies in the shadows, like in some of the photos, like it looks like, All objects will have a shadow going one way, but then there'll be like one or two objects where the shadow is on the opposite side, if that makes sense. And there was specifically one where it was like a photo of Neil and the American flag and the spaceship in the background, the lunar module in the background. And basically, Neil and the lunar module had shadows one way and the flag shadow was the whole other way. I don't know. Um another thing with the photos is that the quality of them were some of the photos the quality is honestly just freaking nuts like the the quality is outstanding for the technology that was available in 1960s And then another thing that people noticed um, was that some of the photos have identical backgrounds, but then they were labeled as being, like, miles apart. Like, NASA posted themselves, like, um, it was like a copy and paste type background, pretty much, is what conspiracists were saying. Um, And then the last thing, which I noticed as well, this was easy to see, was that the photos all contain like, hot spots, which basically was like super strong but not burst but like super strong spots of light i don't know how to explain i don't know how to word that but they said that it looked like studio lights were used and it wasn't like light from the sun because the lights were so bright in one spot but everything else was like super dark and the light the sun ain't shooting no spotlight down on the moon you know what I'm saying everything's lit up the same way so this was very believable to me and if you go look at the photos it it really definitely looks like that which I guess I could have done editing and all that stuff but still come on I don't know it was suspicious now off of the photos the next big thing um, with conspiracy theories was radiation. Now, there are two belts around the Earth that obviously have to be traveled through in order to get to space. And they're called the Van Allen belts, and they're super radioactive. Um, and a lot of people argued that there was absolutely no way that humans could travel through these two belts and make it out alive. And not only humans, but also like just certain technology and specifically like the cameras and stuff. they were like, there's no way that... Um, the cameras could have made it through that radiation. or And also, they argue that the cameras could not have made it in space. Like, the temperature and all the elements of space, there's no way that those cameras could have made it. That's a whole other thing. I didn't even put that in my notes, but I specifically remember that. Um, but, in argument, NASA basically said that they knew about the Van Allen belts. Obviously, it's not something that's unknown. But they planned accordingly, and basically adjusted their trajectory in order for the spacecraft to get through it as quickly as possible. And this is a fun fact. Um, The scientists who took readings from the nine different Apollo missions that went through these belts, um, they showed that the astronauts' average radiation exposure was 0.46 radians. Now, that is actually less than what is experienced by workers at a nuclear energy site, plant, whatever. Not really sure. Um, But it's less than that. But 0.46 radians is actually um, about 10 times more than the radiation exposure that a medical personnel, medical professional, whoever, that would, like, routinely work with x-rays or radiotherapy machines. So that was pretty interesting. Um, now, the next thing, and this is something that I feel like, with the science knowledge that I have, this is something that made me feel like this is obviously not true. We did not land on the moon. Um, but... It was the communications and transmission between the crew members and everyone on Earth. It is completely arguable and 100% understandable that there definitely should have been more of a delay in the communications between the two. Personally, it is impossible for me to wrap my brain around the fact that we live broadcast to the entire world the first steps on the moon, like i just I find that so unbelievable, especially considering the technology like at this time and i wanna I wanna note this because I found this I found this. I think this means something so like one one thing that really brings the whole conspiracy theory to fruition i think is the fact that the parks observatory in australia they were the ones that were actually set to relay communications between neil and buzz and everyone on earth the earth i don't know how to i don't know how to word that exactly but they were supposed to relay communications between the two and then five hours before transmission, NASA was basically like, "Nope, never mind, we're going to do it. And they canceled them out. And also, that observatory actually had the clearest video feed from the moon. But even though they had that, they still ran a live feed from the United States. And any every other source known that ran a live feed, they all ran it from the United States instead of their own sources or whatever. Everything came directly from the United States, even if it was a worse connection than what that country or city or whatever could get on their own. Also, let's just think about this first. No, 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 no. no. I'll get to that whenever I start doing my theory. Now, another thing that uh, conspiracy theories argue is the fact that there is missing data from the Apollo missions, and not just little bitty data like key important data that absolutely should not be missing. So, there's blueprints and designs of machines that are missing, and not only... This is the major thing. Apollo 11 tapes containing telemetry are missing. What does that mean? I had to look this up. I did have to look this up. So... Systems that need external instructions and data to operate require the counterpart of telemetry or telecommand. So during crewed space missions, telemetry, telemetry, however you want to say it, I don't know. um, It was used to monitor not only the parameters of the vehicle, but also the health and life support of the astronauts. But not only that, it was also like the foundation for telecommunications between the astronauts and Earth. Um, and most importantly, on the Apollo 11, the high-quality video of the first moonwalk is missing. Somebody tell me how that happens. Literally, probably, not literally, probably. Literally, for real, exactly, the most important Event in human history is lost. What's crazy is actually in July of 2009, NASA came out and said that they must have erased the original Apollo 11 moon footage years ago um, so that they could reuse the tape that the recording was on. And also, like a lot of other tapes and videos that were missing from all these missions that somehow just got lost. Apparently, were all just um, cleaned and recorded over for other things that NASA had going on. Now, here's a fun fact for you. Uh, conspiracy theories... That we did not land on the moon, they came back like pretty hard in two thousand and one. Like it was a big ordeal. And in two thousand and two, NASA granted fifteen thousand dollars to James Oberg um as a commission to write a point by point rebuttal of every single hoax claim. But NASA went back and canceled uh, the commission later that year because, Basically, the, not, I don't know, I don't really know who it was, if it was the government or NASA employees, basically complained and said that the book would basically like dignify the accusations and they didn't want to do that. So, they didn't write the book, but the man said he did want to write the book. Anyways, let's talk about it. Now, before I did my own research, I was absolutely like, there is no freaking way that we landed on the moon. But now I, I do still lean towards the fact that we didn't for sure. But also maybe there is a chance that we did. But I just don't think that. I think if we did land on the moon. It did not happen in 1969 during the live broadcast. Um, and I don't think that it just went how they said it went. I'm sorry, but I just find it so hard to believe that we made these huge technological advances in the 1960s. Like all all of this occurred in a decade, ten years, ten years in the 1960s. I don't even know. Like there weren't. I don't even know that there were household computers like internet internet had really just become a thing they and not only that AT&T basically there had just become like worldwide communication at this time like on earth and it had to be by a transcontinental cable like on July 23rd 1962 was the first ever transatlantic TV broadcast. So this was the first time you could watch TV around the world, basically. In 1962, and we got on the moon in 1969, seven years after that live broadcast. We somehow got on the moon, and then live broadcast from the moon to Earth. Please, BFFR. Get out of here. We we literally had barely even gotten into satellite communication at that point. Like, obviously, we didn't even get satellites into orbit until, what, 1959 or 1960, 1961, one of those three years. We had just got satellites into orbit. We barely had satellite communication. And you're telling me we live broadcast landing on the moon to the entire Earth. And you know even what's crazy about that is even now they basically say that anything over a hundred kilometers is like when radio waves tend to like slow down, which pretty much creates a bad connection um and also, uh radio waves are what like satellite communications travel on radio waves travel at the speed of light, which fun fact is three hundred thousand kilometers per second um anyways. Now, the 100 kilometers thing, that's 100 kilometers today in 2022, and you see all the technology we have now. The moon is 384,400 kilometers from Earth, and that is about 239,000 miles, my sweet little Americans. Come on like come on there is no freaking way and not only that the pictures are also super sketchy sketch af because why why is the quality so good on some of those photos like literally some of them are better than my iPhone 13 there's no way y'all took those good of photos on the moon there's no way And in 1969, which obviously the photos are from 1969 because they all came out in 1969. But you just ain't convincing me that those were taken on the moon. And like, I mean, you can look at them and tell it definitely looks like they were taken in a studio. And specifically because of the way the light, the lighting looks. Go look at it. Go look at the photos. I'm going to post some. On the Instagram at just a theory.podcast. But look at the lighting. Like it looks like it's in a studio. The main thing for me. Like if there weren't so many people involved in this. I would 100% say it was all faked. But there's just there is so many people. Like I think they listed it At. A um, hundred and thirty thousand people in total involved in the like specifics, like just building and preparing science and everything. But you know, also, I definitely I believe in the Illuminati. That is another episode. I believe in the Illuminati. So you never know. Like, obviously, look at the Illuminati and all the conspiracy theories around it. I believe in those. I think that's real. So if you think, if like, there's no way. I can't sit here and believe in the Illuminati and then not sit here and believe that the United States could trick everyone into thinking they landed on the moon. People can be quiet. People can be real quiet for the right amount of money. So just a theory but i do not think that the broadcast and photos of apollo 11 are legit i'm sorry i can't get behind the fact that we won a race to space in the 1960s um still though a lot of the debunks of all the conspiracy theories made me question my absolute firm stance on the fact that we did not land on the moon i'm not gonna lie they made me question it but also people be lying i don't trust the government i do not trust the government they can lie swindle their way you think about a man a man gonna lie and swindle his way out of anything some of them some of them suck at lying but if he's a good liar he can lie and swindle his way out of anything it's also called gaslighting Gaslighting, they got an excuse for everything. NASA, you are the king of excuses, if you ask me. But, anyways, let me get off that soapbox. To me, like, the main thing for me is just the fact that I just... There's no way we had the technological ability to move so fast. Like, not only did we obviously... Like, I feel like, let me see how I want to explain this. We didn't have the technological ability to land on the moon. But not only did we not have that, but I don't think we had the technological ability to advance technologically as fast as we did. Like, we didn't even have the technological ability to have the technological ability. Does that make sense to y'all? Because it makes sense in my mind, but I'm not really sure of how I should word that. And then it's like, we took six trips in three years. We took six trips in three years and just stopped. No more no one else has made it to the moon no other human has made it to the moon nothing it just we went we stopped haven't been back since not excuse me 1972 that was 50 years ago it is 2022 50 50- Years ago, we have not been on the moon in 50 years, even though we went six times in a span of three years. That just don't make sense to me. And then, why ain't we put somebody on Mars yet? Why ain't somebody been to Mars? Y'all, you, you get what I'm saying? You see the correlation there? Why haven't we stepped on Mars? Um, so, part of, part of me can get behind the fact that, okay, we went to the moon Six times. Why do we need to keep going back? Like, what's the point in keep going back to the moon? And I do understand it was super expensive in order to take or carry out these lunar missions. I understand that, but still, it's just weird to me. Just super, super weird. And honestly, I'm not sure what to believe at this point. I can't pin down a certain thing. I just, I don't think it was real. I'm not saying that we have never been to the moon. Also, I didn't talk about this, but actually, no, I'm not even going to get into that. So, I think I'm I'm going to stick with the fact and say that we didn't land on the moon in 1969, July July 1969. If we did, though, that live broadcast was not real. The photos not real. I'm sorry, but no, not happening. Um, But it also actually, which I said this earlier, it kind of looks like we're about to have another space race with China because apparently, like I said, the United States announced um, that they wanted to go back to the moon on 2024 and China is like, we're going to the moon too. We want some assets from the moon. They're looking at um like certain things, certain materials, I guess, on the moon that could benefit Earth somehow. Like they're I don't know. They're trying to extract. I'm not sure. I didn't go too far into that. I was just this was a lot of research for me. Um It is important though to note that the United States is actually number one. They're ranked as number one in the international science ranking. And China is number two, very closely behind the United States. So it will be pretty interesting, I think, to see how this plays out and see how much of a race between the two countries that really is. Which, I mean, is it a race? Because we already went to the moon, supposedly. Supposedly, allegedly, we already went to the moon. Is it a race? I don't know. It will be interesting to see. But I do think that... This is going to uncover a lot of truths about our supposed moon landing. And I think that if we did not actually land on the moon, we are going to find that out very, very soon with this next lunar mission or lunar program. I'm not sure how many missions it will be that the United States enters into. So, yep, that is my theory. I don't know that we landed on the moon. I don't think so. I don't think we landed on the moon in 1969. That's the theory. Just a thought. Not anything concrete. I can't decide. Um, I did have a lot of fun, though, with the conspiracy theory. Like, I liked looking into it. I loved the history of it. I liked looking into the history. I'm a big World War II fan, even though this was not World War II. I just love that general era. Um, But anyways... It was pretty interesting to me, and um, I didn't know some of the facts about the space race, so I liked it was fun to like learn those new things or see or read about things that I was not aware of before um but I missed my true crime. I'm not going to lie to y'all, so I think I'm going to go back and do another true crime episode. honestly, I'm really thinking about I really want to do the Casey Anthony case. Um, I wanted to do Casey Anthony case before the documentary was even announced. Like I said, I've been thinking about this for a while, but I wanted to do, I was like, I have to do Casey Anthony, but I want to watch the documentary before I do it. So I'm going to go watch that as my homework and I have a little break from school. So I'm going to try to get a few episodes together, um, and try to like, maybe post more for the next few weeks until semester starts back but anyways true crime case what do y'all think casey anthony i feel like that is such a good one and like a really good one to come up with a theory on but i don't know we'll see i'm also going to have some guests on my podcast very soon so stay tuned for that and until next time thanks for listening bye